This is an All Ears English podcast episode 2091. Trust your brain for better language learning with Steve Kaufman. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection with your American host, Lindsay McMahon and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. What do polyglots know that you don't? Today, I interview Steve Kaufman, also known as Lingo Steve, who's learned 20 languages. He tells us why we need to trust our brains when it comes to learning languages and how to set up our practice with a focus on connection. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Steve. Welcome back to All Ears English. How are you today? I'm fine, Lindsay. Nice to be with you again. I know. This is great. So if our listeners remember all the way back to episode 210, and we're on 2000 something now, Steve. So it's been a long time. But you were here on episode 210, where you shared your top tips for learning a language. But I'm here to have we're you're here today to dive a little bit deeper into connection. I want to introduce you Mm -hmm. for just one moment here, Steve. So listeners, we have Steve Kaufman on the show, one of the world's most well known polyglots. He speaks 20 languages and shares his method to over 850,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 50,000 readers on his blog, The Linguist. After a distinguished career as a diplomat and an executive in the international trade of wood products, Steve co-founded Ling. And how can I pronounce your company name? Help me with that. We we usually say Ling, Ling, but many people say Ling-Q because L-I-N-G-Q. So either way is fine. Okay, I'll say Link. Steve co-founded Link, a web and mobile language learning platform that's used by over 1 million subscribers around the globe. Steve, welcome again to All Ears English. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So Steve, what strikes me about your resume, your history is, first of all, you started learning languages in your career in the corporate world and as a diplomat, it looks like. Is that right? That's amazing. Uh, actually, my initial contact with learning another language was French, which we had in the school system in Canada, but I never really learned it. Okay. And then I got turned on. I got very enthusiastic and I ended up going to France. And And basically, the message is if a person is motivated, he or she can learn. Of course, 100%. But you have really done it. I mean, you have learned 20 languages. Would you say that you're fully fluent in all of those languages or proficient or are there different levels of proficiency in those languages? Absolutely not fluent in 20 okay. languages. That would be very difficult. That would be but hard. let's say that there are five or six that I'm very fluent in. Okay. Maybe a dozen or so that I can easily switch into and, and talk and, and make mistakes. And, and another eight that are... 
and various stages of I never quite got to where I wanted to be or they're dormant or whatever. But I, you know, with a little bit of effort, I could get them up okay. to a, a sufficient level, but they're not there. I see. But it's still really impressive. You know, five or six languages, fully fluent, incredible. It's it's better than the average person, right? And so clearly you have figured out how to do this. And on Allers English, mm. our slogan is connection, not perfection. So I wanted to know your right. take on that slogan, on that idea, that value of connection, not perfection. I was hoping today you could let us know three ways that you bring in human connection to move forward faster in learning these new right. languages or how that goes into your process. I want to know about your process for learning a language for our listeners. Yes. Uh, first of all, there's all kinds of research that shows that the deliberate pursuit of perfection, the deliberate pursuit of trying to learn something, of trying to memorize something doesn't work. Yes. It, yes. it may put it into short-term memory, but then it'll be lost. So you have to consolidate everything in your long-term memory to develop skills and, and to develop a solid sort of knowledge. Okay. And that means engaging with the language, not for the short term, but for the long term. Okay. So that gets to your connection idea. The long term piece. So that's the first thing. So the perfection is is a, a futile pursuit. You won't achieve it, particularly if you, you deliberately try to achieve perfection. Right. Okay. So, is, go ahead. Yeah, I, I go was going to carry on, but go ahead. No, no. No, I'm I'm just going to say, so connection means engaging with the language. Yes, I love that. A long-term perspective. And you can engage, yeah, and you can engage with the language in many ways. If you happen to be in an area where you had the opportunity to speak a lot, obviously you should speak a lot without worrying about how you do because you will gradually improve. If you are not where you have a lot of opportunity to use the language, reading and listening is also a great way to engage with the language. Yes. Uh, studying vocabulary lists is not a great way to engage with the language because you have the impression that you're learning something when in fact you're not. You may hold it for a short time in the hippocampus, say, but yeah. you're not really socking it in permanently. Yeah. So don't try to pursue perfection. In fact, don't even expect perfection mm. because there will always be areas that are fuzzy that you don't fully understand, words that you somehow can't ever seem to remember that's always going to be there it doesn't prevent you from connecting with people connecting with the language reading listening and enjoying the language yeah it can be so hard though for our listeners when a lot of people i think are so programmed to achieve perfection in other areas of their lives right steve and mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. careers maybe they've taken a math class and and there we are kind of going for perfection or being correct whereas language is a much more alive thing it's a much more human thing how can we reprogram ourselves a little bit and change the way we think are there actual like practices that you do when you're moving from the intermediate to the advanced level of a language? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Right? Because it's okay to say it as a value, but how do we put that into action? What are some of the processes that you use, Steve? Well, uh, you know, I know from my knowledge of science and from my own experience that learning words in context, I mean, there's all kinds of research that shows that when we understand something, we're actually anticipating what's going to come to us. Okay. Mm. So in other words, there's research that shows, you know, the frequency with which we come across items of vocabulary, which is often a limiting factor because vocabulary becomes, you know, initially there's a lot of high frequency vocabulary and then we're chasing low frequency vocabulary. Right. But 
the, the deliberate effort to learn this low frequency vocabulary, in other words, to see it often, is not as effective as being exposed to a lot of context. That this okay. context is more important than how often we come across a word. So I understand that. So I know that as long as I'm listening and reading and using the language whenever I have an opportunity, and if I'm positive, I will improve. Yeah. And some of the simplest things will elude me for the longest time. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it. So it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy the process and I just continue. And yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not expecting to remember anything. I'm not expecting to remember words. Sometimes I remer- remember a word and then the next time I need it, I can't find it. Mm. All of this is normal. None of it bothers me. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. You know, I really hope our listeners are listening in today because there are some really subtle hints here that are that are coming from your advice that are really pieces of gold, right? I don't expect myself to remember that word next time, right? It's about a level of expectations. It sounds like you really are truly mm-hmm. relaxed around these new languages in terms of the mm-hmm. standard you hold yourself to. It sounds like it's more of an exploration for you when you're mm-hmm. going after these languages. Right rather than mm-hmm. having these standards and not meeting them and always comparing ourselves. Tell us a little bit about your reading and listening activities. You said context matters. That's why you do a lot of reading and a lot of listening. What does that mm-hmm. look like in terms of an activity? If you're going to work on your Chinese or your French, what does a reading right. activity look like at the intermediate to advanced level? Well, there's several things. First of all, uh, relevance, authenticity, importance. In other words, whatever you're using as listening material or reading material should be important to you. Yes. I love that. So that's one thing. So listen to things that matter to you and you're going to connect with it much better. You'll still forget stuff. But and also, you know, it's important to put some effort into it. If you constantly listen to things that are very easy with where you know all the words you have the impression that you're learning, but you're not learning very much. Mm. That's not to say that you shouldn't do some of that. And I vary, you know, we have at Link, we have these mini stories with a lot of repetition of high frequency verbs. Yes. And I go back there and train a bit because particularly for speaking, for speaking, I need the most common structures. I need the most common verbs particularly. Yes. So I'll do some of that. But 80% of my time is the hard work of going at material, which I'm interested in, but which has 10, 15% new words. New words, which again, on link, I looked them up. They're now colored yellow on link, but I know that I'm nowhere near knowing those words. I've just encountered them once, but eventually I'll see them again and again. And if I keep plowing into essentially difficult material, but which is relevant and important to me, 
and occasionally I go back and do the easy stuff. Yeah. If I sort of keep a balance, 80-20, difficult, easy, mm. I will gradually improve my comprehension, my vocabulary, and that sets me up for meaningful conversations with people. Because otherwise, you just have, hello, my name is, right. how's the weather where you live? I mean, yeah, you can do all of that stuff, and you never expand beyond those few things that you have really good control over. Yes. You have to push yourself. Push yourself in your reading, push yourself in your listening, and push yourself in your speaking. And so, and so therefore, they're all connected. You need words to have an intelligent conversation. Of course. So and I, it, I, it's, all con- yeah, yeah. it's all connected. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's, that's fantastic. And I like your rule of thumb here. It sounds like we've got a rule of thumb, which is that 80% of what we're consuming, whether it's listening or reading, we should understand. And there is that remaining 20% that is- No, no, I said, I said no, no, I, I, that's not what I said. I said 80% should be a little hard, but it should be meaningful for you. Okay. Now, okay. obviously at the very beginning, you're using you know a lot of repetitive listening to- uh-huh. relatively uninteresting material but very soon you want to move past that learner content into mm-hmm. more difficult content okay occasionally going back to the easy stuff and reviewing and reviewing but you kind of want to keep pushing yourself forward both in terms of your listening and reading and also in terms of the conversations you have with people i see. don't just get together with other learners and talk about the weather or your teacher push yes. yourself forward i love it and which of the languages that you've learned have you found the most challenging over the years which ones really kept you stuck at that intermediate level where it was really hard to push into the advance? Or are they all pretty much the same for you in terms of difficulty out of curiosity? Okay. So languages are difficult for different reasons. As a rule of thumb, uh, an expression that you used, yeah. the more similar the language is to a language you know, the easier it is, mm-hmm. obviously. So if the writing system is the same, like Latin alphabet, that makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're English speakers learning French, we have a lot of vocabulary that's common. If we're Spanish speakers learning French, it's even easier. So mm-hmm. the more common, more things in common, the easier. A different writing system makes it much more difficult. Learning Chinese characters, much more difficult. Yeah. Arabic script, like the, the Cyrillic alphabet is not so difficult, or the Greek alphabet. However, the uh, Arabic alphabet is definitely difficult. Mm-hmm. So that's one. So the differences in writing system, differences in vocabulary make it difficult. The second issue is grammar. So some languages have inherently more complicated grammar. So the Slavic languages have more complicated grammar. Arabic has complicated grammar. Okay. To me, the, the sort of Romance languages, not so much. But then the final thing is the availability of interesting content. Yes. And for that, English is the winner. There's just so much content available online in podcasts and in, in you know yeah. TV programs. You name it. Uh, Arabic and Persian, not so much. Okay. So the availability of interesting content to keep you going. I love those that. are the three factors. Yeah, that's super important. So any final tip before we wrap up today? We're coming to the end of our time together, and we've had a chance to kind of right. glimpse into your your process and your perspective when you learn a language. Any final piece of advice on how our listeners can come back to connection? We've talked about the importance of context, the importance of interesting materials, the importance of understanding to what extent are we pushing ourselves and to what extent are we repeating vocabulary we already know, consuming it again and again. Mm -hmm. Any final piece of advice? My biggest, uh, two things really. One is try to enjoy the process. Yeah. Okay. So do things that you find enjoyable. And second of all, trust your brain. Mm. The brain will learn. The brain is is built to learn. The brain is built to find patterns in things. Yes. So keep feeding your brain, and the brain will figure a lot of things out 
And <laughs> when they check up, you know, your grammar book, but don't spend a lot of time on the grammar book because all the rules you read there, you will forget and trust your brain to gradually pick up more and more things. Mm. Enjoy it. Trust your brain. Trust your brain. I love that. That is so true. Our brains are built to find these patterns. We are built to learn languages, right? This is what human yes. beings do have done for millions of years on earth. And so we can yep. find those patterns. And it seems like it's a little bit of just pulling back, taking a little pressure off mm. and focusing on the things that work. Is that right, Steve? Absolutely. Love it. Fantastic. Well, you've mentioned uh, Link a couple of times in our conversation today, right. and it sounds like this is an interesting tool that might be useful for our listeners. Could you tell us a bit more about it and where to find it online? Okay, so it's lingq.com. Mm -hmm. It's a community. It's a platform. It's both on the web and iOS and Android. It's basically a tool that enables you to learn, first of all, from the material we have in our library, which is always audio and text. Mm -hmm. A bunch of functionality that keeps you encouraged, that tracks your progress, that makes it easier to learn words and phrases. But second of all, you can import from YouTube, from Netflix, from any web, uh, you know, any sort of podcast. You can even bring in an MP3 file or an audio file, and the system will create the text, the transcript for you, so you can study it as a lesson. So it's really a means of accessing the unprecedented amount of lear language learning material, especially in English but also in so many other languages that's available. Oh, so. that's cool. And you've said one of the keys, as we said, is finding interesting content that actually matters to us. Absolutely. Not to our English yes. teacher, <laughs> not to the tech, exactly. but to us. So that sounds like a right. really cool way to go and grab content that matters, put it into the system and really focus on improving, truly improving with that content. Where can our listeners find Link, Steve? Well, on, you know, they can either go to the App Store and look it up, L-I-N-G-Q, or they can find it on the web, lingq.com. They can also come to my YouTube channel, Lingo Steve. And, uh, but, but the main thing is to enjoy the process. Enjoy yeah. the process and trust yourself. And, trust and keep yourself. going. And, 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 and read a book at some point. Even if you use Link to acquire enough vocabulary, and at some point, anyone who's into English, for example, you have to read an actual paper book, a novel, without any help from Link or from anything else. You have to get yourself to that level. And if you can read books, the rest of it will all come along in right. my view. And then we're going to find that enjoyment from that because we're going to get into the story and that's where we start to get exactly. the rewards. We want to come back and keep learning more. So good. All right. Fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank Steve, you, for coming on All Ears English today. So excited to have you on and hope to see you on the show again soon. Thank you so much. Anytime. All right. Anytime. Thank Take you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.